morning. Merry Christmas. If I didn't see you, did Santa come? Yeah, he came to my house. Just kidding, Jesus. Anyway, what a year. Can you believe that this is the last Sunday of 2020? I know, right? Who could... Well, okay. Just listen to the message then. Who could have imagined that on the 5th of January our first service of the year, that we would have experienced what we have experienced this year. You know, I went back and I listened to Nathan's message and um, we kicked off on a sermon series on the Sermon on the Mount and his message was called None of Self and All of Thee. And it was a lot about trust. And now I don't know about you, but I have needed a lot of trust in God this year. Bushfires, floods, a global pandemic. For me personally, I almost got stuck in America and then I had to do 14 days isolation in my two-bedroom townhouse that I felt like was shrinking every day. I spent weeks working from home on a chair that had no back support. (sighs) Looking back, it can be very easy to say, this year was kind of rubbish. I don't know if anyone here ever watches the Uh, recaps for New Year's Eve on, you know, they have it on the TV and they show the highlights and the lows of the year. And I'm just so interested to see what it will be because I I feel like they could just say, 2020, no comment. (laughs) 2020, not worth recapping. And I've felt these last few months that we're all just in survival mode, trying to get to the end of 2020. 2021, here we come. But as I began to look back at the year, God began to remind me of some pretty amazing things in my life. You know, this year I got a new job, and I love it. I moved to the north side. I did get to travel through America. You know, this year has actually been pretty significant for me. And as I began to think on these things, I was reminded of the story of the ten lepers. And you can find it in Luke 17, 11 to 19. And it says, Now on his way to Jerusalem, Jesus travelled along the border between Samaria and Galilee. As he was going into a village, ten men who had leprosy met him. They stood at a distance and called out in a loud voice, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. When he saw them... He said, go show yourselves to the priest. And as they went, they were cleansed. One of them, when he saw he was healed, came back praising God in a loud voice. He threw himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him. And he was a Samaritan. Jesus asked, were not all ten cleansed? Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give praise to God except this foreigner? Then he said to him, rise and go, your faith has made you well. You know, this story really got me thinking about this year, thinking about the bad, thinking about how God is still working things for his good. It got me thinking about how many people will go into this next year not thanking God. And it got me thinking about how important gratitude is in our relationship with God. So let's pray. Heavenly Father, we just... We want to thank you for today. We thank you that we have the opportunity to come together. Lord God, we do just pray for our world as we 
um, are still going through coronavirus, Lord Jesus, and we just pray that that will be um, completely wiped out. Lord God, we just thank you for 2020 and what it was, Lord God, and that you have been faithful to us. Uh, Help us and be with us this morning as we hear your word. In your precious name, amen. You know, when I was thinking about gratitude, I realized in the Bible it doesn't actually say that not thanking God is a sin, but I don't think it's beneficial to us to not pray and be thankful. So why then is it so important as a Christian that we are thankful? And I believe this is the reason. A lack of gratitude distances us from God. I'm not sure if you've ever heard the rhyme, thank you and please are two little keys that open many doors. I've often heard many parents quote it to their children because being thankful is important. It recognises that someone has done something for you and by thanking them, you are acknowledging them for that. I think a lot of people, including Christians, are going to pass into the new year not being thankful for what 2020 has brought them. Now, I'm not saying that 2020 was easy. Many people lost jobs, businesses, money. They struggled to feed their family. 2020 was hard. But I feel like God is sitting up there saying, "Um, guys, didn't you see what I did? Didn't you see me walking beside you the whole time? Didn't you see me working things for your good? Didn't you see all the blessings, big and small, that I gave you throughout the year? Were you even watching 2020? See, 2020 wasn't a surprise for God. He didn't go, oh, coronavirus, oh, you guys are on your own this year. God knew this was coming. God is still the same God he was last year, and he's still faithful to his promises that he's made us. I don't think anyone here can honestly say that nothing good has come from this year. And God's up there waiting for us to turn to him and say, thanks. But not just in the good times, in the bad times too. God is always working. You know, sometimes the negative experiences in our lives are the ones that produce the most godly fruit in us. Romans 5, 3-5 says, Not only that, but we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance. Endurance produces character. Character produces hope. And hope does not put us to shame. Because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. When we don't come to God and thank him for what he has done and what he is doing in our lives, we're not acknowledging him and his place in our lives. When we don't come to God and acknowledge him, it can allow us to be discontent with our circumstances. It can allow our focus to be turned onto all of the things that we don't have. It allows us to look at people enviously It turns our attention away from God, and when we don't have our attention on God, it can be so easy to drift away from him. Romans 1.21 says, For although they knew God, they did not honour him as God or give thanks to him, but they became futile in their thinking, and their foolish hearts were darkened. 
And I think it'd be very interesting to know what happened to the other nine lepers. Did their healing bring them closer to God? Or after their ungratefulness, did they ever find fulfillment in life? We can never truly know, but if that's how you respond after being healed from leprosy, a horrific disease, I just don't think they would have. Gratitude is a God-honouring act which allows us to grow deeper in our relationship with him. And that leads me to my second point. Gratitude leads to contentment. A few years ago, I heard someone say, what if you woke up tomorrow with only the things you were grateful for today? And that really, really impacted me. And, and I heard this when I was still a teenager and I would get into bed and I would say, oh, Lord, thank you for my bed and for my pillow, for my pyjamas, thanks for my mum and dad and for my friends, for my church, for curly wellies, socks, like, because I realised I did take those things for granted. And when I took those things for granted, it removed my focus from God and all of the beautiful blessings that he's given me And it turned my focus onto myself and all of my first world issues. Andrew Murray said, let us thank God heartily as often as we pray that we have his spirit in us to teach us to pray. Thanksgiving will draw our hearts out to God and keep us engaged with him. It will take our attention from ourselves and give the spirit room in our hearts. Writing this message, um, I realised how similar we can be to children. Now, I don't have any children of my own, but I have many people in my life that allow me to love on their kids. And I just want to say that I love all of them with every fibre within me. Please don't, don't think this. But sometimes... They drive me insane. (laughs) Look, they get a treat. They've watched a couple of episodes of Bluey. And then it's the end of the world because they don't get the blue cup. No, I wanted the blue cup. And all of the adults are sitting there like, seriously? Can you see where I'm going with this? See, because I think God's a bit like that. He's up there, shaking his head, thinking, he's spoiled brides. <laughs> he is blessing us, and some of us are just down here like, mm, coronavirus, yeah, that really inconvenienced me, so yeah, the whole year, just bad. But when we stop, and we really think about everything that we have to be thankful for, It allows us to turn away from our worldly thinking of more, 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 woe is me, woe is me, and allows us to find contentment with what God has blessed us with. I would say that all of us here have things now that we prayed for in the past. There is always something to be thankful for. There is something about 2020 to be thankful for. And if you're really struggling to find something to be thankful for, I want you to put your fingers over your wrist. You feel that pulse? It's one thing right there to be thankful for. 
And even if you can't think of too many things right now, I know that all of us here have things even beyond our own knowledge that we need to be thankful for. We need to be like that one faithful leper and throw ourselves down in front of his throne and praise him for his faithfulness and goodness to us. Hebrews 12, 28. Therefore, let us be grateful for receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken. And thus, let us offer to God acceptable worship with reverence and awe. Gratitude is a God-honoring act which allows us to grow deeper in our relationship with him. And my last point, gratitude and contentment allow our faith to be firmly planted in God. If you want to know what I got for Christmas, I got a cool cabana. It's a really easy to set up beach tent. Just kind of stick in the middle and pop it up and put the sand and then poof, there you go. Very excited to go to the beach. Now this is just one little thing my parents have given me to bless me. And I know they don't do it for the thanks, but they do appreciate it. And that's the same with God. See, God knew that those nine lepers weren't going to come back and say thank you. And he still did it anyway. And when that one leper came back, and when we come back to God and say thank you, we acknowledge his place in our life. We acknowledge his sovereignty, and we acknowledge that he has blessed us far beyond what we could have ever imagined. John Newton says, the Lord afflicts us at times, but it is always a thousand times less than what we deserve, and much less than many of our fellow creatures are suffering around us. Let us therefore pray for grace to be humble, thankful, and patient. If we lived in a fair world and actually got what we deserve, we'd all be paying for our sins with death. Makes you feel a bit more content, doesn't it? When we grasp the fact that God sent his son to live like one of us and to ultimately be now to a cross to pay our wages for sin, I don't know how you can't be thankful. When you come to God and acknowledge him and all that he has done for you, for your family, your friends, this nation, our world, It allows us to find peace with where he has placed us and with what he has given us. It allows our faith to acknowledge that he has a plan and a purpose for where he has placed us and the things that we have experienced. 1 Corinthians 15, 57 says, But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Jesus Christ, our Lord Jesus Christ. Being thankful allows us to be content with where we are and allows us to fully place our faith in God. So my top three ways in which we can ensure that we are being thankful. Number one, always begin your prayer with thanks. When I was younger, I heard a a helpful way of how to pray and it was teaspoon. And when you write it in a recipe, um, you shorten it to TSP, right? Teaspoon. So T, thanks, S, sorry, P, please. Always start off with a thankful heart. Number two, when you see it, say it. 
You don't have to wait for your designated prayer time to thank God. If you recognize that God is doing something or he's blessed you, say it then and there. And number three, start a thankfulness journal. Write down five things every day that you are thankful for. Because it's amazing to go back and just see all the blessings that God has given us. Gratitude is a God-honoring act which allows us to grow deeper in our relationship with him. You know, not every year is good, but there is good in every year. And our God is still good. Amen? Amen. 2020 may not have been what you thought it would be. I know it wasn't for me. 2020 may have been the worst year for you. But as we step out of 2020 and into 2021, let's be like that one faithful leper. Let's stop, turn back to God, and thank him for all that he has done, for all that he is doing, and for all that he is going to do. 1 Thessalonians 5.18 Give thanks in all circumstance, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. As we move out of Christmas, let's not forget the meaning of this season. That God sent his son to die for us. That the God of the world loves us despite our failings. That the Lord of all things wants to be in relationship with us. That he has a plan and a purpose and a hope and a future planned out, spent in eternity with him. Now, I think that's something to be pretty thankful for. I'd just like to end on this quote I found by Tony Evans, and I think it sums it up really well. God says to give thanks in everything. That doesn't mean you need to give thanks for everything. You don't need to give thanks for that bad day or for that bad relationship or being passed over at work, financial hardships, whatever it is, you're not to give thanks for the difficulties, but rather in the difficulties. That is a very important distinction and one I think we often miss. Giving thanks in everything shows a heart of faith that God is bigger than the difficulties and that he can use them if you approach him with the right heart and spirit for your good and his glory. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we just come to you with a thankful heart, Lord God. We thank you that we live in a nation where we can meet freely. Lord God, we just thank you that we have this church facility, Lord God, and that we have air conditioning, little things that we take for granted every day, Lord God. We just thank you. We thank you for your blessings, Lord God. I just pray that as we move into the next year, Father, that you will just remind us of what you have done in 2020 for us, Lord God. We just pray that as we move into 2021, that you will just reveal yourself to us, that we will just um, crave to be in relationship with you, and that you will draw near to us. We just thank you, Lord Jesus, for all that you have done for us. In your precious name. Amen.